Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, welcome in. It's uh, it's raining again. Uh, it's always fun to talk the weather, but uh, I feel like I feel like I could be a meteorologist this season. Just a broken record. Yeah, I just I feel like yeah, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Uh, we could just keep going and going, but yeah, raining, uh, kind of shocker. I'm actually getting some big grass now. It's starting to make me mad. Yeah, I'm not ready to start mowing grass, and if we keep getting rain like this, I'm gonna have to. Like I refuse. Like symbol will be able to hide in my front yard before I mow. <laughs> it's April, or I don't mow. Yeah, like got sorry. I'll, I, and then on, I get out April fool, April first because I can just say April fools. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just kidding. I didn't want to mow. No. I, yeah, I don't I'm not a mower. Really. I'm not a mower, but I, I feel like I feel like my boys will like mowing. I think so. Yeah, just because I think I think they uh, I think they think I like it. Yeah, you have to you have to put that image on. I got to gear up. You know, I get my little blue. Like it's funny. My wife tells me because we do have a small yard. It's the size of a of an enlarged postage stamp. I mean, it's it's pretty interestingly small. Uh, and I, she says, it takes you longer to get ready to mow than you actually take mowing. <laughs> I'm like, and I, I mean, cause you know, you got to have the headset, you got to listen to the jams. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I do that. Which I feel like it's, it takes a while. I mean, I listen to like nine songs while I mow. Nine. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot. And I'm, well, I mean, it's not, and it's like brothers Osborne songs. You yeah. know, that has the three-minute instrumental in the middle. Okay. Like, terrible. I'm like, is this song done? I have to I have to really set up a good playlist because it can take me like two hours. Oh, yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a Spotify daily mix guy. Like, just see what happens. Yeah. Now, every now and again, I just, I can't stand it. I got to reach down and hit next. But most times, I mean, it's fair. Okay, it's decent. So maybe something dry. But uh, anyway, and then and then check that out. And then I've uh, I always I always have to add the fuel. You know, you have to do that. And then and then I'm like, okay, oh now I got to put on my mowing shoes. Sharpen the blades. Oh no, check the tire. (laughs) I'm pretty sure with my yard, like is my oil good? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I cut my yard with a butter knife. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but. Anyway, and, and then I mow, but I feel like once I get all my all my gear on, then it's like race to the finish, and so I'm like mowing with a purpose. Yeah. So I think that's what makes my boys think that I like it. I understand that because they 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 make sure they remind me on mowing days, like because I usually mow on the same day because my schedule just fills up, so it's like that's the only open window. But uh, when they know it's mowing day, they're like, "Dad, you gonna mow?" I'm like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." You tell me I'm ugly too. But, uh, but you know, it's one of those things. The rain is speeding that up. And I'm yeah, not, it is. I'm not really appreciative of that. No. And especially because it's like my yard. It it doesn't grow real even. Like, because I'm a it's green, it's good kind of guy. Like, I'm not. Like, I tried the whole, you know, 
the the whole fertilize the whole do the the throw down what what do you call that stuff like that you should do like now like weed and seed and yeah it's well it's like a emergent or something yeah divergent i don't know but anyway uh i found out that it's all also about what your neighbor does really well what i'm saying is is i had like this crisp line like where my stuff was like really well maintained and his was not so crabgrass started to infiltrate, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to – green is good. <laughs> green is good. Green is good. And it's covered. I mean, it's it, once it's mowed, like two days past mowing, you get the ping, ping, yeah. you know, all over. But, like, when it's mowed, I mean, it's still one of the crisper situations. It's always a good feeling when, when you mow your grass and your house immediately becomes the best-looking one on the block, and all right. it takes is mowing. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like that, too. Laura thinks it's the the cushions on the 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 stuff on the the porch. I I think it's the mowing. That'll do it. Either way, either way, you just got me into a fight. The, I appreciate that. The, the cushions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, I, nice that you. was totally not on the docket. But that seems <laughs> to be standard, pretty standard. But uh, XFL Tuesday XFL. We didn't talk about it yesterday with Boone on purpose uh we kind of was going to reserve that for tuesdays and, and i think that'll kind of give us a niche here in tuesday uh, to talk xfl to talk standings to talk what happened over the weekend and then and then hopefully uh later in the week progressively be able to talk about a little pre um a little preview of xfl on thursday so uh xfl gave us a week three that uh, saw another undefeated team fall uh saw a Saw a winless team get their first victory uh, and saw the first kickoff return touchdown in XFL yeah, history. 90 yards, wasn't it? Yeah, on a on a lateral. Awesome. Like, it was fantastic. So, you, you know, set the stage. It was St. Louis Battlehawks who did it, and which they're, they're kind of an up – you know, they're kind of a flash team. You know, they, they were not expected to be the leaders of their division currently, uh, but they are, but – Seattle, they they did the standard, you know, two lines really close together, kicker way far back, returner way far back. And uh, when the kicker kicks it, guy gets it, goes to the right, and kind of gets maybe maybe to the hash mark. And here comes a helper and kind of like a, like a reverse crossing, and he just pitches it to him. And it completely throws off the trajectory of any defender, and he just scampers right through the whole defense and runs all the way. Like it was clean, yeah. You know, and it makes me wonder: is you know, it was the first. How many firsts are we gonna see that fool the defense? And I mean, you you might only be able to do that one or two times a season because they're gonna be like, oh crap, here we go. Watch that guy running in the back because here comes the lateral. So you you might be able to get away with being the first. Do a double. That would be cool. I feel like at some rate. Especially, you know, when these teams get down. You know, fortunately, and I think it's been a good thing for the league, most games have been close. They've been oh, yeah. within two scores. I think eventually you're going to see guys who take those chances in those moments. You know, I think a lot of times they're, they're let's get the football, let's run straight ahead, and then we've got, you know, X number of plays to get to the end zone. I think people are going to understand, I've got to score right now. Yeah, and and you'll see some trickeration, some hook and ladders, some whatever you need to see to kind of keep that kickoff drive alive. Especially if if the situation shows up where you score 
and you really don't have enough time to run a couple plays, you really just have about 10 or 12 seconds, I think that's when the magic can happen. But I love that that you saw a bunch of firsts still in week three. I mean, of a 10-week season, you know, we're, we're, we're 30% done. I yep. mean, that, that's, that's legitimate. And so the fact that, that this stuff's starting to shape up, you know, you've got D.C., and, and you've got St. Louis on the one side of the bracket, the east bracket. I always – like it's east and west, but I feel like it's not so much truly east and west. But uh, you've got the – you've got D.C. and St. Louis on the east side of the bracket. And then you've got, uh, of course, Houston and I think Dallas is Dallas still is too. Dallas uh, in, in the west bracket. And, and the west bracket is still very, very live. Yes. Like uh, because all teams have one. Uh, I think it's – I think it's two, one three and O team, one two and one team, and two one and two teams. I think so. And and so the fact is, is the top two in each division uh, go to the playoffs. And so, I mean, it's still everybody's still battling. But but what did you see from week number three that that I don't know that surprised you or that kind of uh, was the the I didn't see that coming of the weekend. You know, for me, it's. And I got to go to the Dallas game because that's the one that I watched the entirety of is Dallas is clearly a second-half team. You know, they kind of go out there in the first half and they might flounder a little bit. Their first – I think they they, they said their first 19 plays, 17 of them were passes and no balance whatsoever. And so you get in this deficit and you think, oh, here we go. And then the second half comes out, they make adjustments, they change some of their play call, and then all of a sudden, boom – they're up and they look great. Is that is that not Bob Stoops, Oklahoma though? Yeah, I mean, I, and the yeah. thing is, I I think he's truly seeing better defense in the XFL than he would have seen in the Big Twelve. Oh, absolutely, no uh, doubt. So I think that's a that's a change. I mean, he's a defensive guy, so it's more on how mummy really offensively. But but I think I think one he understands that Hal's been out of the game for a while, uh, being three weeks in. I think he he probably does have some conversations with Hal at halftime, and they they kind of put together a second half plan. I think so. Uh, I, I, I still it shows. Think, I still think Hal's a throw guy. He, I mean, oh, he's yeah. an air raid guy. So those seventeen plays are all Hal, in my opinion. And they still throw the ball quite a bit in the second half. They just they do a lot of dump off. They do a lot of running back out of the backfield. So you could, I mean, argue that that could be like a running play, mm. but. They they just they're a different team in the second half, and a lot of teams the, the last two weeks, they just either haven't made the right adjustments or they're just not ready for for Dallas to come out and actually look decent from when they didn't in the first half. I guess the thing that shocked me in week number three was uh was L A smoking D C, like yeah L A zero and two, and granted week one was like a wash for them because it they were the one team that kind of just didn't look prepared. You, you know they were they were not put together. Norm Chow's offense is Norm Chow's offense, and it, it, it's kind of mundane. It doesn't really flashy, you know, kind of impress you. But it's like he he plays, I guess, sixty minutes of situational football. He literally like has a feel for it and and just kind of plugs it away because, you know, I'm a tendency guy. I like to try to say, oh. Well, when it's third and short, he's he's normally left side, normally right side, normally goes deep, or normally doesn't. I didn't. I just don't see that out of LA so far. And maybe it's the the 
the Johnson kid, Josh Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe they're still trying to fill each other out as far as Norm Chow to Josh Johnson, as far as what he feels comfortable with. But um, I felt like, for whatever reason, all all cylinders were firing there Sunday Sunday night as they capped the weekend, and they just Cardell Jones was short up, and and honestly, DC just didn't have a whole lot of answers. I thought Pep Hamilton uh, was trying to. He was trying to give the coach speak answers. He was like, "I was just telling the boys that you you can't there. There's no thirty point touchdown out there. You just got to score them one at a time." And I'm like, "He's he's shook. He doesn't he doesn't understand thirty point touchdown. It, it wasn't that bad. It, <laughs> it was before it got that bad. But I think it was like a sixteen point touchdown or whatever. But he's like, "There's no sixteen point touchdown. You just got to score them and score again." I'm yeah. Like, Wow, insightful. Very. <laughs> he can do math. But uh, anyway, I think it shook him. I think Cardell Jones and his size and his running ability uh, has kind of carried them to that 2-0 and start. And, and the fact that L.A. had kind of struggled through the first two weeks, they were waiting on the shoe to drop. They were waiting on L.A. to kind of crumble, kind of figure it out, whatever. And actually, D.C., when they scored their touchdown there, I was like, uh-oh. They found something. If they can kind of hang on to this, it's going to be a long day for L.A. They're going to be like what was or what could have been, not what happened. And, uh, the, and you know, it just didn't materialize. L.A. kept their foot on the gas as they should have, and uh, and D.C. couldn't come up with an answer. And and Cardell Jones, you could tell uh, coming out in the second half, he was tight. He didn't want to talk to the reporter very much. Uh, he said, what what Coach Hamilton say in the locker room to, to blah, 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 blah? And he goes, play hard. And I was like, yeah, he's a loser. Yeah, you know, and that's what I've kind of wondered is, you know, they throw these microphones in the face right after these things happen, and it and and I love it. I don't care what response I get, I love it because you're getting what they're thinking right at that exact moment. What? So your comment right there, that's what he was thinking. What what is it? What is it? My father in law calls it unadulterated truth. Yeah, and I'm like, that's true i mean it's not it's not candy it's not it's not powder puff it's no it's as heartfelt and probably the most truth you're ever going to get and and to your point you can see when that's all he gets he either got an earful in there that he couldn't talk about or he's just so frustrated he doesn't want to talk to nobody right and both are absolutely acceptable for me to see absolutely <laughs> absolutely and, and honestly uh, i think i think that's what's given the league some intrigue because yeah. you're 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 opening yourself up, you being like the reporter, uh, to to some language. You're opening yep. yourself up for some emotion, and you're opening yourself up for some excitement. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's a mixed bag. If I was one of those, I'd be like, Ugh. you know, you're just like extending your arm with the with the microphone. But at the same rate, you know, I think at the same on the same coin, those happy moments are probably just as oh, yeah. exciting for the reporter. Definitely. But but you know, I thought. I thought coming out of week three, I'm sitting here looking yesterday, and, and of course, Houston. I love how you jabbed at me yesterday, by the way. <laughs> said I didn't pick Houston until they were 3-0. and They were 2-0. and <laughs> Yeah. It was totally different. Uh, but it was a hard decision, but it came down well, to my Tennessee route. And that's true. It is a hard decision. You got eight teams, and none of them are close to us. Right. So, I mean, and it, honestly, it was tough. And honestly – I wanted to like Dallas, like I've told, like I don't know that I've ever said it on here, but I'm about to. But um, I wanted to like Dallas. I kind of like their their logo. I think it reminds me, I don't know, loosely 
of like ETSU's Buccaneer. Yeah. You know how like they had the red eyes and the thing. It, yeah. it kind of reminds me of that. So I thought it was cool. But I just Tennessee roots is what will ruin any fandom for me. Any of it. And it come down to uh Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. I don't necessarily dislike Bob Stoops from Oklahoma. It came down to those glasses sliding down. <laughs> Well, it came down – yeah, the orange ones. Yeah, the orange ones. But uh, it came down to Bob Stoops not from Oklahoma. It came down from Bob Stoops' defensive coordinator from Florida. And then it came down to Hal Mummy from Kentucky. And I'm just like, you know what? I didn't like them before. I don't need to like them <laughs> now. And then then inject, you know, um, P.J. Walker or whatever, the quarterback for Houston, and those, those Washington Sentinel-esque unis. Their uniforms and, are really good. Well, and then they went on the road and they wear gray on the road. It just, I mean, that sets it up. Tennessee fans always like gray, smoky yep. gray. So uh, that's what set the the tone. But then it doesn't hurt that they're pretty good. I mean, that they 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 embody like what I said the league was going to be. I really feel like they live it. Yeah, like it's it's Pro Bowl or not Pro Bowl, but it's Senior Bowl every week. They're after it, trying to make a difference. And honestly, PJ Walker's trying to get to the league. I mean, straight up, he, he had an opportunity with the Colts, didn't make it. Andrew Luck gave him a gave him a little, you know, I guess a an attaboy to his dad and said, "Hey, give this guy a shot," and he's got a shot and he's making the most of it. I mean, you're seeing him on ESPN, you're seeing him on Fox Sports, and the thing is, is is he going to go to the league and be a quarterback? I don't know, but I'm telling you, he's showing that athletically he can make it. Yep. So I I think I think they have the biggest upside, and I think they have the the fun factor. You know, for for the league, and I'm interested in in the way this thing progresses because I like Houston now, and I'm going to kind of hang with them. But if guys go to the league, how's the dynamic change? You know, how's season two come in, and and these guys are all of a sudden not there anymore? You know, how it's going to be real interesting to see how that well, goes. Well, and and from that aspect of it, it, I don't think it's that big a deal. And the reason I say that is because. You have these guys out here like the Artist Paynes, the P.J. Walkers, that are, are kind of, hey, we can hang. And maybe they do go to the league. But then you've got other people out there seeing, hey, look what they just did. Sign me up to the XFL. Let's let's do some flash in the pan stuff, and let's see if we can we can get going. What I think is going to be really interesting, and this is this again was not planned. I just feel like that's the nature of the show. But It is. Uh, to a point. Uh, but – I'm really going to be interested in post post draft weeks and spring training and and OTAs and stuff like that. Those sixth round picks that they don't have guaranteed money. They may only have like a fifty thousand dollars signing bonus, and it's one of those. Hey, I don't know. We're just we're just we're kind of waffling a little bit, and then XFL goes. You want to start? Yeah. You want to play? Exactly. And and I think you're going to see guys that. I think you could see the the level of athleticism, the level of talent, and the level of youth really go up after each draft class. And we'll see how that goes. And, and again, you're getting a sixth, seventh-round pick. But guys like Tom Brady were sixth and seventh-round picks. Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else was a, a late pick? It was another receiver. I don't think Jerry Rice was a, was a high pick. I think mm, he might have been a third or fourth I want to say third round. But but anyway, you, you can get greatness in later rounds is what I'm saying. Development and things like that happen at different speeds. But I'm really excited about this league. I, I like where it's going. I think three weeks in, you know, of a 10-week season, 
Uh, you've you've got a lot of parity in the fact that that you know we kind of looked at that standings before we were getting ready. Uh, nobody's really blowing it away. Yeah, Houston's three and zero, but you look at Dallas; they're two and one, and really um, nipping right at their heels. They've got a matchup coming up in a couple weeks, head to head. So I mean, that's going to determine that one two spot. Uh, L.A. with their win got in the win column. Seattle uh, pushing pushing around a little bit. I think they probably have in that division. They probably have the best stadium in that division. Yeah, and they actually commented on that in the game. Was just how awesome that stadium was right. and to play in and just the facility itself. Now Dallas, they use a soccer stadium of sorts, and it's really cool looking. The way it's like I can't explain it. It's it's not a very deep uh, bleacher section. But then it instantly goes to these stacks of like I don't know if they're skyboxes or if they're like a baseball stadium, like a you know kind of stacked mm-hmm. up. But it's awesome looking because it's like you're right on top of it. Because they did like That's a what camera they need view. To do. I just think yeah, and, and and maybe long term if this league can can settle again. Three weeks in, we had an AAF last year too. So uh, yeah, I think if this league can settle in and and kind of prove its own and have its own niche. You may see these teams actually get stadiums. Do you think that? I mean, do you think that's that's in the plans, or are they just happy to? I think that just causes the cost to go up, and and maybe they don't want to do that. You know, I for me, they need to keep on what they're doing. It's working. I think you need to stick with the soccer stadiums because right now that's what your fan capacity is, and you don't want to build these cathedrals out there that you're never going to fill, or at least not right now. Maybe if this league can do it 10 years down the road, now now we start doing that. Maybe we start talking to cities and things like that. Well, and I think I think honestly, which I, they've already picked cities and whatnot, but to me, like St. Louis, they have a football stadium out there. Yep. Unless they tore it down, but I don't think they did. I would hope not. I, I mean, mean, that would be quick. Yeah. <laughs> like super quick. But, you know, those teams have a, a, you know, a field. You know, I know – I know the reason San Diego left was because of the field, but yeah, you know, uh, Oakland I think was the same. Hey, there you go, there you go. Maybe L.A. could go go and just Ooh. use the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, Ooh, no, don't do that. No, go back in the Stone Age. Yeah, like they they've got more amenities where they're at. But uh, but I thought it was interesting, you know, CenturyLink and then uh, the New York Guardians they use MetLife. I mean, of course, so that's yeah, that's the nicer one in that division, but. Uh, I just think it's interesting. I, I would love to go. I wish there was a team closer. I know. Like, even remotely close. Like, we don't have one within, like, five or six hours. But, no. Uh, but anyway, I guess Tampa would probably be our closest. Yeah. Yeah. I would be just going to see the uniforms, to be honest. Well, I'd go. I'd be going to see who they play. It's not, yeah. It's yeah, not there you for go. them. Or the <laughs> boat. And when they play at Raymond James, that's kind of cool, too. But. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm excited about the XFL. I, I like the direction that it's going. Uh, again, like you said, I think that's a good point. Three weeks in, we're still getting first. Yep. And that's that's a huge thing for this league. Uh, again, St. Louis Battlehawks sit a- atop the XFL East, and the Houston Roughnecks at 3-0, and the only undefeated, sit atop the XFL West. But let's take us a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to stay football, but we're going to go NFL Combine, former Vols that sit there, and then also, who can hurt their draft stock in its entirety? Who can hurt themselves at the combine? We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com, Hockey Top Sports. We'll be right back. 
hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. As the demand for a more skilled and technologically advanced workforce has grown in Blunt County over the last decade, a driving force to get more young adults trained to work with our local companies and businesses is the Blunt Partnership. The Blunt Partnership has created working relationships between the public schools and industries to develop education initiatives that prepare an upcoming workforce with the skills needed for them to succeed and build a career. To learn more about these strategies, log on to BluntPartnership.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? IguaniFarmsGolf.com 970-7132 Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T Shift Printing at gmail.com check them out on facebook and instagram you don't want to miss it it's well worth it we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective you're listening to the grind on 100.9 fm 850 am rocky top sports
welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, we, we talked a lot about XFL. Now let's shift to the NFL as the NFL scouting combine is underway in Indianapolis and five former Vols uh, have an opportunity to enhance their NFL draft hopes. Wide receiver Jawan Jennings, Marquez Calloway, tight end Dominic Woods-Anderson, and linebackers Daryl Taylor and Daniel Batuli are representing the Vols. Um, the week begins long before those workouts as, as they've continued to, to kind of build themselves up and, and kind of get their, their agent situation figured out and, and, and get that, that I, I guess, the media side of it kind of taken care of. But now it's a matter of displaying what you got. And, and, and maybe, I don't want to say hiding what you don't got, but, I mean, it is enhancing your, your abilities and, and what you, your shortcomings kind of hiding those away. So uh, I, I think it's good for a lot of these guys, especially like Marquez Callaway. I think his his leaping ability is going to kind of show out right now. Uh, I think guys like uh, Jawan Jennings, his measurables aren't going to – they're not going to grade out the way Tennessee fans want him to uh, yeah. because I, I think speed-wise he's he's got some, some room – uh, to grow, uh, I think I think his measurables. He's not the tallest guy out there. I think he's going to have some strength that he can he can kind of show him. I mean, he's very much like Derrick Rogers uh, coming out as as what I remember. That's and, a good call. So I think he's a heart guy. I mean, you get him because he's a worker, because he's a good locker room guy, because he's went through some adversity and he can kind of bring that to your franchise. Uh, but Callaway's like a polished. I mean, he's a he's a go get it guy. I mean, I, I like him in a lot of different locations, but uh, Daniel Batuli, uh, I think he's a. I mean, he's a monster too. You you got to get him in a good situation. I don't think he's a day one step in and be a be the leader of a defense, but I think he's a guy that can be you know a weak side linebacker or something like that, and really uh, progress into that that middle linebacker or that or that guy that drives a defense. Uh, Daryl Taylor, I like his aggressiveness. I mean. His his statement at Battle at Bristol will always be remembered. You remember that? Mm-mm. WGWTFA. I'll tell you at the break. Probably not good for radio. But uh, <laughs> WGWTFA. Yeah, that's what it was. But uh, he's he's always going to be a high motor guy. Uh, played a little defensive end uh, in his time because he played for so many different coordinators, different systems. But uh, he's a versatile guy. I think he's a guy that that you got to find where he's going to be. Does he have the lateral quickness to stay out there and, and be on a tight end all the time, or is he going to be a guy that you've got to get his hand in the dirt? I I, I don't know what that's going to look like in the league for him. Uh, but Dominique Woods Anderson, uh, he's the one that that I think this is his opportunity to make the most money uh, because I think I think he's one that left a lot on the field, left a lot on the table in in season. Uh, because he struggled, you know. I think we talked a little off the air yesterday. Struggled to to block a little bit. Right. Uh, hard hands. I mean, I felt like he didn't have the greatest hands uh, that you need. He wasn't the outlet that you need a tight end to be. You know, kind of a safety valve type thing. So I think in in the grand scheme of things, the one that can make the most money, Dom Woods Anderson. The one that can lose the most money, uh, in my my opinion, is Jawan Jennings. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the what's going to be important is for these guys kind of like what we talked about is to find their home to find where their best fit's going to be and just hope that that team either sees it and wants them um 
that's that's what's going to get them their best shot is you know if you if you go to a team that's already got three tight ends you know you're hey where's the xfl yeah i keep looking at at guys you know i'm like thinking about don woods anderson and and i keep thinking about you remember michael rivera Mm -hmm. played for the raiders for a long time like he could be him i mean yeah he, he could really show out Get in a system where where he's he's more of because I think he works better as a receiving tight end, uh, which unfortunately I, I'll uh, I've got some options that uh, it's not my favorite options, but I think it works. But um, but I think he'll work better in a system to where he's not a blocking tight end all the time, where they can maybe use him in situational uh, stuff. Yeah, if he can work on the hands. That works because there are teams, like you said, that don't use a blocking tight end. And and what always bothered me at Tennessee was he's stupid athletic. Like I mean, he's a he's a he's freak. on the team for a reason. Well, and he's a freak. I mean, you you see him in practice and you're just like, whoa, like because he's just physically fit, like yeah. a specimen kind of level. And, uh, and and so for for when the moments mattered, and I don't know if it's delivery, if the ball was wobbling in there, whatever. At the NFL, you got to catch it. If it's in that yeah. circumference, catch it. Uh, so we'll kind of start with him because I think that's a good place to start as far as where do you see him fitting the best? Not necessarily round or, or pick because I think all that's dictated on on everybody else where he falls in that run. Yeah. So to me, if I was to place Dominic Woods-Anderson somewhere and think that he's going to be successful, it would be the Patriots. Yeah. And the reason is because they have so many different tight end options that they can slide him in there and he can catch his three or four and then he can be used other ways. Right. Yeah, that that and that's fair cuz you look at you look at their past tight ends and what they've done. I don't ever remember Gronk going out there and pancaking anybody, right. blocking, you know. Not to say he couldn't cuz he was a monster. He's just boom off the line, get over. Yes, and and that was his that was his thing, you know. And, and so for me, seeing that, I gotta go. I think Saints because mm. nice little Jimmy Graham action. Yeah, they they do the same thing. They don't. He doesn't. He's not going to be required to block. I would I would prefer that. I like your option. Uh, yeah, better. me too. <laughs> um, but I think that would be a especially good especially when Tom's gone. You know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think he's coming back. I think they're one of those like, I'm really mad at you. Next time this happens, we're gonna split. We're gonna have words like it's Jerry Springer all over again. But anyway, well, they uh, have till March, don't they? They got a little while. They've got a, a trade deadline mid March. Uh, yeah, March seventh sticks in my head. I don't. I don't know. But uh, so Don Woods Anderson, you're saying Saints. I said Patriots, but I would prefer the Saints. Um, <laughs> we'll go on defense. We'll stay on. The, we'll go on the defensive side of it. Daryl Taylor. Again, his hybrid ability wants me to have him in a really good defensive system. And, and I'm trying to think, like, where would I where would I put him that I don't have to play him all the time? <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to put him on the Steelers. You know, and that's the thing. I was going to say that because we like doing that. We like to take somebody that can play outside linebacker and put them at edge. We like to do that. We want that speed, but we also want that coverability also that if you can catch up and cover a tight end or other running back coming out, we want that. Or we want you to pin your ears and go. Yeah, and I think he has that ability, especially if you've got guys that are covering and he's not going to get two and three guys on him. 
Uh, he's he's a ball hawk. He can get in there. But also, I think he can get out in the flat and cover a running back if he needs to. Now, there's another team that does that, too. The Patriots. Oh, it's true. Yeah. But are you going to say the Patriots? No, I was going to say Steelers because I'm honestly, not putting anybody on the Patriots. Honestly, it was it was either Steelers or Ravens. Yeah, they we played the same way. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was going to go the the either one of those, but I like Daryl Taylor and, and I want him to be in a situation where he can be successful. And and like you said, I I picked the Steelers because I feel like they work with people. Yeah, it's not a man didn't get it done in in preseason camp. Let's cut this guy. No, we'll we'll give you your three or four years right. before we you know just finally that's it. We're yeah, done. Can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Uh, Daniel Batuli. Uh, Daniel Batuli is a guy who's high motor. He likes to get after it. He's instinctive. He knows where the ball's coming. He can he can learn. You know what I'm saying? He 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 knows how to how to really break down film and and he's kind of a film junkie. Uh, I'm just gonna go Homer on this one and, and put him on the Broncos because I just like him with Von Miller. I like him with uh, Bradley Chubb. I like the the combination. AJ Johnson's on that on that roster. Uh, the fact that you could have two Tennessee guys and two monsters. Uh, one, one for each side of the glasses? Yeah, right. Yeah, windshield wipers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like him to the Broncos. And, and it's one of those deals because if you can have Bradley Chubb and, and Vaughn Miller as your starters and you can have A.J. Johnson and Daniel Batuli backing them up, it's no stop. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's, that's the one place I feel comfortable with uh, – why did his name just go? Denver's head coach. Oh, uh, Vic. No, Fangio. Yeah, yeah, Vic Fangio. Yeah. See, I knew it the whole time. You did good. I knew it the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, looks like the guy that's always mad. Looks like the guy that's always. <laughs> mad. But anyway, I like him to the Broncos. I was thinking Colts. Colts. Yeah. I just it. See, I don't give the Colts anything because they were. They were goobers when they got rid of. <laughs> I feel like that was the worst decision. Yeah, I I feel like the Colts they like to covet that linebacker position, and they would give people they would develop. You know, I, I like what I see there with what Leonard. You know, he he's doing really good. Um, you know, young. I think it'd be a good pairing. I like it. I like it. I don't like the Colts, but I like it. <laughs> um, all right, so now we, we go to the offensive side, um, back to the offensive side. Let's go with Marquez Callaway. Uh, Marquez Callaway, we're going leave to the, leave the dog for the last. But uh, Marquez Callaway, the length is there, the leaping ability is there, the catching is there as far as being reliable as a receiver. He's probably NFL projections. I mean, he's the highest guy on this list. And uh, where do you see where do you see this guy? Uh, landing. I mean, I think he's got the tools to be good anywhere. Yeah, you know, and with him being pretty safe to catch the ball, that's where. And, and I know we've already kind of talked about him, but I, I, I think the Saints, you know, they like that possession receiver. They like someone that can can run down the field if they need him to, but he doesn't always have to be the guy because they're going to have two or three other guys also. Right, and I, I think he fits that. I think he fits it well. I'm gonna go with the Titans. That's a good because I don't. I don't think he's gonna be the first receiver they take, but I think he could be one of those later ones that they take because I think he's he's that guy. You know, he's what they're missing. He's he's a go get it kind of receiver that 
they don't have. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, I think you know you need you don't need a running back in this draft. No, I'm not saying that you don't take one late or or somebody that you can work on, but I'm saying you know when when the rubber meets the road, you need to protect whoever you make the quarterback of this team. And you need you need some receivers. You need safety valves. You need guys that that can be the new Delaney Walker. That can oh, be yeah. the you know be the new. And I don't even know that he ever was one, but be be a Kenny Britt kind of possession guy, you know, and be able to go get it. And I like I like Callaway staying in Tennessee. I, I'm not a, a Titans fan per se, but I want him to do well. So that would be a good fit for me. That would be a good fit. I like Callaway there. But then the one that's the asterisks. The the guy who I will make a bad pick right here because I love him. Like he's that guy. He's he's the monster that you always want. It's Jawan Jennings. From from the moment he caught the football in Athens, Tennessee, probably since the moment he switched to wide receiver because he said it was the best for the team. You know, because he came in as a quarterback. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I do remember. Um, that. Blackman High School, great quarterback, and, and then came in and was uh, moved to wide receiver quickly. Um, did it for a long time, and he's a, he's gained he's gained muscle, he's gained size, he's gained. I guess heart because he goes after it a lot more. But ever since he caught that ball in Athens, this has been my favorite player on the team. And and, and from that point to making it back onto the squad this season to to ripping ripping balls away from people against Florida in 2016. I mean, from all of those pieces, this guy's got a high draft stock for me because I love his heart. I think it's one of those he's not going to be the fastest guy on the field. He's not going to be whatever. But when you need one guy to come back and help a quarterback that's struggling, this is a guy that can do it. And and so I uh, I'm gonna let you go first, just because I'm I'm kind of I gotta gotta regroup, gotta settle. But you know, uh, what do you think about Juwan? For all of those things that you said, and and heart being one of them, and then just pure toughness, Heinz Ward mm. is who I think of. And for me, so that tells me that. I see his best fit with the Steelers because he fits that bill. And for me, just looking at what he brings to the table, what he's done and where he's at, I, I I see him as somebody may swing a homer at him at maybe the fourth round, but I really see him going fifth. And Pittsburgh loves fifth and sixth round receivers. So can I can I can I give like where I would like to see him go and where I think he fits the best? Sure. Sure so, show. Well, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go first with who I think would put, put this team somewhat unstoppable offensively. Houston. Ooh, that's a good pick. Houston. Because I just think what – and the other team's going to be a very similar style. But Houston, with, with what Deshaun Watson does, what they can do over the top with Hopkins, and, and then their, their kind of mid-range tight end game they've kind of started doing. You put a possession guy out there that can go up and out and just flat smack somebody around. Jawan Jennings is that guy. So I like him in Houston. But where I think he could be nasty is Baltimore. Yeah, that's another good one. Lamar Jackson. The only problem with, with Baltimore is is I think he would have to be more of a, a big piece of that wide receiving core because they're, they're, even though Lamar Jackson did a lot with a lot of guys, uh, I, I don't think there's a really a go-to there. Not really. And, I don't and, think so. And so I think he would have to be a bigger piece. I think in, in Houston, he'd get lost in the shuffle some. Next thing you know, he's in the end zone. Yeah. So I, I, I like Houston for him to fit, and I think he could – he would have more freedom to be Jawan in Baltimore. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I, I think those are all 
That could be an interesting gamut. Now, I think it's amazing how little we gave gave players to the NFC. You know, but, I was just thinking that. <laughs> but uh, I think it's funny regardless. But uh, I, I hope the best for all these guys. Like I said, I think the one to make the most money in their time at the Combine is Woods Anderson. And I think the guy that, that needs to, to under really in those interview portions – really emphasize the fact that I'll do whatever it takes is Jawan Jennings. Because I think I, – I, I don't know, and maybe he, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I don't think his vertical leap's going to be what everybody else's is. I don't think his 40 times going to be the fastest of the wide receiver group. But I also think he might have one of those situations where he can bench press more than a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, I can see that. Where he can kind of body up and do some of those drills a little crisper. Uh, than some but but anyway we'll see how this shakes out and again as the week progresses if they give updates or if somebody wows uh, from the Tennessee camp we'll, we'll of course let them know but uh, I think I think all these guys have room to get better and I think sometimes in the NFL that that shows well because it's it's money savings on the front end to get something big on the back end yep. so I'm hopeful for all the guys uh, that wore the orange to get to to get an experience in the NFL. But but Jeff, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, Tennessee heads to Lexington tonight. Tennessee, Kentucky. Round two in rough. Can the Vols capture a little bit of what they did at Auburn, but hold on till the end of a game? We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King has the lowest prices on everyday household items. This week's Rudy special is a 12-pack of toilet paper or a six-pack of paper towels for just $277. Compare that to $399 at the other guys. Get 175 ounces of extra laundry detergent, now just $499. And check out the heavy-duty mat that's three foot by four foot for just $12.98. But hurry in. These are while supplies last. Check out the huge selection and lowest prices every day at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. To celebrate 100 years of outstanding economic progress in the Blunt County community, the Blunt Chamber is pulling out all the stops by bringing in America's number one corporate and private party band, Party on the Moon, to the new event venue at the Airport Hilton on Saturday, March 7th for their anniversary celebration concert and dinner. The anniversary celebration kicks off from 6 to 7 with a lively cocktail hour of music and interactive displays, followed by an outstanding buffet and three hours of non-stop performance by Party on the Moon, the 13-member band. 
no stuffy speeches, this live band has something for everyone. General admission tickets to the event are $100 each and can be purchased by calling 865-983-2241 or online at bluntchamber.com. The Hilton is offering discounted hotel room rates of $99 for members wishing to stay overnight, group rates of $500 for six admission tickets, and $1,000 table rates for 10 tickets. For detailed information, visit bluntchamber.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Rural King is proud to offer firearms and ammunition at the lowest prices every day in our stores and online at rkguns.com. And if you're at the practice range looking for consistent performance from a 9mm round, look no further than ArmScore. A box of 50 115 grain full metal jacket 9mm rounds from ArmScore is just $8.99. Check out rkguns.com for an amazing selection because firearms and ammunition will continue to be a part of an important American tradition at Rural King, America's farm and home store. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on the Tuesday edition. Jeff, a little talking point uh, to be had. I, again, had to change topics a little bit mid-break because I'm, I'm on the Twit. I'm on the Instagram. I'm, I'm really <laughs> – like we're really everywhere. Like the grind's everywhere you want to be. In some places you don't. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music – and on the interwebs at www.thegrindonsports.com. If you want anything that you've missed or, or want to hear more now, uh, go on thegrindonsports.com. But, uh, but Jeff, kind of what, what really kind of tweaked my interest or, or maybe peed me off a little bit. I can say that, right? Peed I think off. so. I think I could say it once. The second time might have been too much. But anyway, Tennessee baseball. Tennessee baseball 7-0. and Okay, uh, this weekend went to the Big Rock, Round Rock Classic. I can't remember. It was in Texas and really kind of upset the apple cart. You go to Texas and the teams in it are Stanford, Texas Tech, and Houston. They wanted a Texas team to win this. Yeah, I get that. Okay, and 
Tennessee goes in Friday night, beats the number one team in the country, Texas Tech. Saturday plays Houston, comes from behind, but I think beats them either 7-2, to 8-4, to something like that. Takes a pretty good whooping to them. And then Sunday plays the number 25 Stanford Cardinal, or the tree, or whatever you want to call it. The tree. And, and beat those guys. And yet today, Tennessee is not in the top 25 in, in baseball. I'm not saying that you don't need more information, that you don't need more body of work, that, that that's not something you want to you wanna vet out. But my orange glasses says we need to be there. Even if it's 25, we beat the number 25 team. They move out, we move in. It's easy. Yeah. You, I think it's all about where you start. You know, maybe maybe our starting rank was just so low that it's taken us some time to grow out of that hole. But still, I mean, it's it's on-the-field success, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you beat, what, the number one and Argu- the arguably, number 25? Arguably. I mean – Texas Tech is number one in a lot of polls, but their number they can go all the way down to five. But either way, you beat a top five team. Top five. Say so, so you beat a top five and a twenty five. You're seven in and the 0, same weekend. In the same weekend, same tournament, and you you don't move the needle. Here's here's Tennessee's win loss. I mean, of course they're seven and zero, but here's their margin of victory. Western Illinois game number one, three to nothing. That's fair. Yeah, that's just kind of standard right game two 19 to nothing game three 23 to four charlotte eight to two victory texas tech six to two victory houston eight to four victory and stanford seven to two we're not squeaking out a three two win in the ninth no you know we're not we're not coming from behind and just stealing one i just I just really feel like you, you, they need the love. Tony Vitello and the Diamond Vols, or the Base Vols, either way. Ooh, Base Vols is a good one. Base Vols. Uh, they, they need the love. I mean, this is a team that over, over Tony Vitello's two-plus years at Tennessee culturally has, has done a 180. I'm not saying Dave Serrano, because Dave Serrano, and I know if anybody keeps up with college baseball, Dave Serrano is also 7-0 and at this point at his, at his stop in California, but... Here's the deal. Tennessee's played two really good opponents, and Houston's a really good team as well. I mean, a great weekend. And maybe you wait and you you, you kind of let this week play out because tonight uh, they at 4.30 start time they'll play Northern Kentucky at home, and then they play UNC Asheville on Wednesday, and then they have a three-game slate with George Washington this weekend. By the way, Sundays are kids' day. Kids 12 and under get in free. But here's the deal. What is it going to take? Do we have to get into conference play before Tennessee gets love? Like to me, we don't have games that are gonna that are gonna wow anybody any more in non-conference play than what this weekend did for us, and and we're not there. You know, I looked at the twenty-five poll. Um, they did receive votes, but it was outside the twenty-five. <laughs> I wonder if they received votes out of the city of Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that 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 very hard well to say, be. right? Probably not. Hard to say. Yeah, I, I I hate to say it, but yeah, I think you're going to have to get in conference play, and then they'll start getting some recognition. I think you see two more decent wins, regardless of their opponent. I bet they I bet they'll crack the top twenty five. And and here's the here's the deal. I, I I'm just as much in football and baseball, basketball. I really don't care where we're ranked. Game eight of the season, 
But it's just nice to be rewarded periodically because right. these guys are working hard. You look at what Tony Vitello took over. He took over a program that, quite frankly, didn't much know how to recruit because they would recruit high-level talent, sh- basically shunned uh, the, the players that are going to end up coming here and playing because they wanted the big fish. Big fish went to the, to the league, and then here we are yeah. with not a whole lot of much. And, and so, long story short, I mean, you had the guys like Nick Senzel and, and stuff that came through the program and was great. Don't, I don't want to diminish any of that. But it was one of those situations. You couldn't put any great pieces around Nick Senzel. You couldn't put a lot of great pieces around guys like that. So the thing is, is I think Tony Vitello has been able to say, listen, we'll get you to the league. It, it'll happen, but we're going to work hard right now. Right. We're going to be a team kind of first mentality. And, and, it's, and it's worked out in recruiting. It's worked out in a lot of things. And they are now they are now doing things. I mean, they have pitching for days. Two years ago, we're like, man, that Friday guy's good. Well, what about that Saturday guy? He's all right. What about <laughs> Sunday? Well, <laughs> he knows score, how to throw it. He's good every other Sunday. And he doesn't pitch on those days. But, you know, it's it's one of those deals where I think you build things and, and we're to a point where we, we feel like we have good pieces in a lot of places. And, and I just uh, – I think Tennessee baseball is one of those diamonds in the rough right now. I think basketball is getting the love because it's it's later in the season. The postseason's at, in hand, you know, or, or we hope to be. And, and so I think that's what's kind of pulling away. But, but as soon – if basketball is your thing, as soon as that's done – Go to Lindsey Nelson. Check out baseball. It's cheap to get the fam- the whole family in. There's a playground for kids on Sundays. Like I said, kids day is kids day. They can run the bases after the game. They get in free. Uh, it's it's a great environment, and and you should check it out because ultimately this is a really good baseball team. And I think yeah, uh, looks any, like it. And I've went to a lot of games where I've left after a loss, but this team, I feel like you have an opportunity to see a win every time you go. That'd be good. Big time team. And Tony Vitello grows a beard through the the season, so he looks a lot better with the beard. Because uh, uh, otherwise, he thinks flies are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, he kind of looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> I remember when he got hired. You know, they did the, and this was John, uh, one of John Curry's greatest hires. Really, uh, they hired him, and then they did the thing on the baseball field, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is neat. But the wind was blowing. Uh, and he's got a swoopy doopy hairdo, <laughs> and he. Uh, but so he kept doing the Hugh Grant, you know. He kept like rubbing it one way, and I'm like, I'm like, this guy just grow some facial hair. Oh. Yeah, if it's windy, wear a hat. Yeah, well, and that's the good thing about baseball. You always wear a hat. Yep. But anyway, but Jeff, uh, again, I want to kind of give out, give some shouts to our social media outlets as we're growing. Forty uh, Second Street Marketing helps us. Uh, they're they're getting our brand up and out there. And they're, they're building our website. Again, thegrindonsports.com. Check it out. It's got the hub for everything that you want to get out of the grind. It's got our Facebook feed, Twitter feed, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Music. All of those pieces are on the website. You should check it out. And, and again, if you, if you miss part of the show, you can check it out here in about five minutes. So it's going to be available uh, right there on it in its entirety. And then also every show we've ever done right there on the website. So check it out. But Jeff, thanks for coming in. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.